We show great character today. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Great Character Podcast, episode eight, with me, Lewis Sweeney, Harry Bamforth, Nathan Edwards, and Matt Wiley. Uh, bit of a switch around this week. I'm obviously, you know, taking the reins as presenter. Harry has kindly passed the spotlight over to me. Uh, today, we're going to be doing a little recap of the Premier League results, which wasn't a, a really a good weekend for any of our teams. Uh, then we're moving on to some more top 10 lists, which you guys seem to have enjoyed to those that do watch. So we'll be doing top 10 dives and then top five Premier League seasons. So starting with the results, I think we'll go to Nathan first. This is giggling. Uh, what, what, what did you think of Chelsea? Rubbish. Ooh. I, I thought they were okay, besides just everyone's incapable of actually shooting, especially. And then the Hudson Doy thing. That wasn't really that big of an issue. We were made out to be. It is he was absolutely balling on a who was it Tuesday against Atletico. Yeah. So yeah, well, I, I thought it was okay. It was bound to happen. Well, I want to ask you. you I want to ask you about that. Right, this is kind of taken away from the Chelsea Southampton game. I was listening to a thing on an app called Clubhouse that was like about Chelsea at the end, and everyone was praising Tuchel, saying you were amazing against Atletico. I didn't think you were that good at all. But I just thought Atletico were really bad. You're just a Tuchel hater. <laughs> I'm not a Tuchel hater. He's just not the best German manager in the Premier League. Just saying. Just look at the league table. <laughs> just look at the amount of league wins Klopp has. It'll, it'll be fine by the end of the season. It'll be, it'll be level. <laughs> so you think you're going to win the league? What a state. Yeah. <laughs> What did you think of Mason Mount against Southampton? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been really good recently. He's actually been the only decent... Him and Kovacic, like, they've been the inconsistent players. Everyone else on the Southampton game was pretty crap. I didn't think Hudson-Odoi was actually that bad. I thought so. Yeah, right. What did you think of that? That was weird because I watched Carragher's breakdown. I read something on The Athletic. Yeah. I, I read something on The Athletic and it... They, they, uh, I think it was Michael Cox, and he said that it could have actually just been a message to the team, like the emphasis on actually, I think it was counter-pressing or something, and if you don't do it, then you will, like, I don't care, you're just going to get subbed off. I think Hudson O'Donnell was just, it could have been anyone, but just because he came on, it went more of a message. But I don't think it was that big of a deal. I mean, to be honest, Ziak did absolutely nothing when he came on, so... It's not like yeah, it didn't crap. Benefit, you, benefit you in any way taking Hudson Odoi off and bring in. He just look. He just does not care. He just walks around, just hitting balls over the top to flipping team of Werner, and he got control of football. So Werner's, it's just a bit crap, really. But Chelsea yeah. are right. So Werner's been a lot better recently. He finishing. He just needs to get yeah his finishing going, and then. And then it'd be fine. I heard everyone complain about his finishing on Tuesday because it wasn't that bad. Like the shots he had were pretty decent and they were from hard angles. And it's against Old Black, the best keeper in the world, so you can't really complain. To be honest, Tuesday was one of the most forgettable games I've ever watched. <laughs> because I, I literally I can tell you that because I I was on Clubhouse doing a I do a chat show with somebody I know called Greg. Um and oh. Basically, I was doing that chat show. We were doing the Chelsea and Atletico game, but it was so bad. There was nothing to talk about the game. Suarez's pinch was probably the most entertaining thing. I yeah. wanted Rudiger to throw a punch. <laughs> the side. 
It was ball handling. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, he, wasn't. He, didn't, he didn't do that. Yeah. He just pinched after Salah. I think he pinched his groin. But I mean, Chelsea are in a lot better way than some of our other clubs are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nathan got the best result of the weekend. And that was the <laughs> <laughs> that was Which tells you everything you need let's, to know. Let's segue on to Liverpool. I feel like, uh, you know, we'll talk about your travesty uh, first instead of... Do you know, Harry, you predicted this. I did. I predicted it. But that's depressing, yeah. the fact that I, I'm that... I'm not confident at all. Why didn't I? And if you watch that podcast, I said 1-1. But I had a feeling inside of me that Liverpool wouldn't score and Everton would do something. You were the one, Nathan, that actually predicted the result out of all of us. I said 1-0 and there would have been Trent Alexander-Arnold headbutts. God damn, oh, um, lewin when he's running through. I think that I think that was really harsh. I do. Yeah. But like, especially in the situation we were in, I, I, to be fair, it didn't matter too much to me because I knew we weren't going to score anyway. I was just upset anyway. We weren't going to get the, that, that equaliser. We just, I think the only time we looked like we would score was that 15 minutes after the second half started. We looked like we might score in that period of time. But after that, same old story. You could literally send me a clip of 90 minutes every week and it'd be exactly the same. That's what it feels like watching Liverpool at the moment. Deja vu after deja vu, passing it around the box, but not creating much. Yeah, so, in that jam, yeah. It's just sad. Do you actually think Thiago? What do you think of Thiago? Because obviously, like, he is good, obviously, but it is becoming a problem. Like, every time he's in the starting lineup, I don't think he's the problem, seem... though. I still don't think he's the problem, and people are using him as a scapegoat because they know how good he is. So, I think that if you put him, right, so that his man of the match performance is performances were alongside so against Everton when he got man of the match in the first derby he was alongside Fabinho and Henderson and on the left side of midfield since then he was injured but he hasn't played the left hand side of that midfield and he doesn't have Fabinho and Hendo next to him so he's not allowed to be like I don't know and we're so high up we're higher up than we've ever ever been because the teams are sitting so deep because they know that's what we struggle against that even Thiago, again, with Jones and Wijnaldum, which are realistically similar players to him, especially Wijnaldum looks absolutely knackered right now. He looks so tired. So <laughs> I don't think Thiago is a problem. I think it's the whole team chemistry right now is just completely off and people are using Thiago as a scapegoat, really, because they're like, oh, he's new. He's not been... I'm not saying he's been great. He's not been fantastic, but he's not the problem yet. I guess if next year with Fabinho and Henderson and everyone in the midfield and the full team and he's struggling and not being great, then maybe he might be. But I just don't think he's in a midfield I don't think that happen, so. where he can excel. So, well, you said Firmino should get sold, didn't you? Yeah, well, to me. <laughs> he got sold, but I think, unfortunately, Firmino is a big problem for Liverpool now because we're used to him being consistently brilliant. But now we're only seeing that brilliance once every 10 games, once every five, 10 games. It's just not enough. So I think he's a massive problem for Liverpool going forward because we need that striker. The problem is we need a striker that can do similar things to him and there's not many out there. Because um, even if you go out and get Haaland, he's brilliant and I would sell my right leg for him. He's that good. <laughs> but at the same time, 
he's still very different and Klopp would have to adapt him into a striker that he wants to play with. And it, you might see a different Haaland if he joined Liverpool. But then we can't even talk about these big signings unless we make the Champions League, which unfortunately looks... It's not slipped away yet because there's still so much time to go. And if Liverpool beat Chelsea next week, win this week, then they can do it. But, I mean, it's not looking great. So... Everybody's been shocking, though, Eddie, around. Other than... Well, to be fair, this week, they all won apart from... Leicester are the only that are kind of overachieving. They're not overachieving. Oh, no, and no, Villa. No. You don't think Villa, Leicester are overachieving? No, because they did it last season. Yeah. And if you look at the points, they are, that's the thing. They've got less points than they did this time last season. It's just the rest of the league struggling so much. You mentioned Robbie, and I was going to say, who needs to sell him in the summer? So I guess I'll ask Matt. But who needs to go in the summer? Does Bobby need to? I mean, my problem is I never like selling anyone because I'm, I'm order, right? I'm proper, proper. Once, once, someone, once someone's in the team, I hear even on FIFA when I'm playing FIFA, if somebody comes in with a ridiculous bid for one of my players, I'm playing at Liverpool. I, I hate, I hate letting players go. But I just think what you were saying about for me, hey, players, we need somebody that can take a bit of pressure off for me now. Haaland wishful thinking, isn't it? I think even if we make Champions League, Haaland didn't come in. It's just wishful thinking. Would you agree? Can I throw a name in the hat? I think it would come to the Prem. Do you think? Go on, go on Larry. Yeah. Oh, I was going to throw Patrick Bamford in there. Oh, what do you oh think God. <laughs> no? Matt don't like the sound of that. <laughs> He hates Leeds, mate. You can't, you can't say yeah. Leeds player. He hates it. You're not a Leeds player to me. No, no, no. I'm not having that. Would that be... Not even with his numbers. Liverpool's third Chelsea reject as well. Solanke, Brewster, and then Bamford. Yeah. Oh, you're forgetting one big one. Go on. Oh, but we don't need to say that one, do we? Who has been... If we... He's been, if we're realistic, holding us by the scruff of the neck. Well, the only reason we're sick is because of him. <laughs> because, I mean... Without Sally, you would be nowhere. It's scary, the form. Relegation form. Eight points in ten games. Mm. Whereas last season, in those games, we would have got 30 points. So well, it's... is that um, form table in this since New Year's Day was 17? It is mental. Because Mane, Mane and Firmino aren't doing enough. I think Mane's been a big problem as well. I've said it in other things that... He's just not wowing me anymore. He's fallen so far from the form we saw him last year, where he was one of the best players in the world, fourth in the Ballon d'Or last year, to now. He honestly, every time it's like they all got touches, like their feet are bricks, and that the balls just pan and they're literally flying off the corners of like bricks. It's honestly the touches. It's weird. The the links between the front three are just not there at all. And someone said this right. The reason you can't pin it on Thiago, if Thiago saw space for Salah, Firmino, Mane, he would hit that ball dead on. We all know that. None of us can say he wouldn't because he would. But there is genuinely no space. And Salah and Firmino, Mane aren't creating that space. Maybe Salah is. Salah is from time to time. But there's nowhere to run in behind. And so the pace of Salah and Mane kind of becomes null because there's nowhere to run in behind. The pace doesn't matter as much. It's about your skill and your technical ability. Whereas, love Mane, but this season he's lacking in that, losing the ball way too much. I, so, I think once next season they have a break, they'll be 
just as good as they were last season. Well, just Jota, they haven't had a break in there. Jota's now back in training. Well, one thing, the best thing, Jota being back in training was amazing. But seeing Van Dyke on that football pitch... I've never been in love with somebody in my life that much. Sorry, mm-hmm. actually, I have a girlfriend. I'm joking, but like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and I, and I, I take that back. Dominic Calvert Lewin's hair. Yeah, I was about um, to say no. that as well. <laughs> no, but honestly, he is coming back so, so, so quickly. I'm kind of nervous because we all knew he was quick at recovering from things, but like, oh, mate, he could be back end of March, early April. No. No, but he could be. Like, I'm not joking. Like, they won't risk it now. You say that. You say that. If we've got hunting chance of a Champions League place, he will play. He will. We've got a better shot of getting the Champions League. Do you think you have a better shot getting the Champions League by winning the Champions League or top four? Well, if Van Dyke comes back. Because in the Champions League, you'd like a completely different team. if, If Van Dyke comes back, for April, and we managed to scrape our way through to the well to the semis. We could win it, but if he doesn't, and nobody comes back, I don't think we will. Famous last words. Does uh, does Wijnaldum not need to take some accountability as well? Because his performance has, you know, they've not been world beating. And I was watching, you know, True Geordie. I was watching yeah. his stream the other day, and they compared him to that kid in PE that just jogged about and made it look like he was busy, like he'd, he'd hover by the ball but, and stuff, which felt like a personal attack on me. That's exactly what but I thought. But with Wijnaldum, he's played every game. Yeah. He's played every, pretty much every game this season and he's played in the deep role where he's got to work really, really hard. And he's playing twice a week in a position he might be a bit further up normally with players around him that aren't his normal field. He's having to do the brunt of the work he is knackered. I'm sorry, like... And I'm, trying to make want to be there. I'm not saying his, his performances haven't been good enough of late, but I understand why, because he's playing... He looks shattered, mate. There's no rotation in that midfield. Because mm. everyone... And whenever anyone comes in, they get injured. And unfortunately, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, ha- Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain hasn't done enough to warrant a place in that team. And if you put him in, Wijnaldum is probably the most defensive of them, so he has to be in the team, because there's nobody else right now. So he's playing every week. He's knackered every week. I just think, yes, he hasn't been great. Maybe he should take some accountability. But I think it's too hard to slate him because he's done so much for us. Uh, I just think he's not the one that you should really be aiming at. When John Hinton comes back, don't put him centre back. Just put he's him missing the rest of the season, pretty much. Oh, is he? Oh, 12 weeks. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and people I've had conversations I'm not going to moan too much because I am getting bored like every other Liverpool fan every Liverpool journalist I'm getting bored of talking about Van Dyke's out Matip's out Gomez is out Henderson's out all these people are out because it is boring like I don't want to talk about that but it's just facts like every week we get a new hit with a horrible like it's like one person comes back excitement builds and then a big player gets injured a massive one. No offence. It's not like Curtis Jones picked something up. Love him to pieces. But it's not like Curtis Jones picked him up. Jordan Henderson. And the problem is now, Henderson's out, Van Dyke's out, Milner's out. We don't have leaders in our team anymore. All our leaders are not... Yeah, but they're still there on the sideline. 
It's different, mate. It's different to being on the pitch. Completely different. I don't, I don't know. Well, Man. nah, because Klopp's on the sidelines, but someone on the pitch picking you up. Gerard was one of those men. He was a leader with mainly his actions, but also his words. And he dragged people to become better performers. Without Gerard on the pitch, some of those players wouldn't perform as well. It's the same with Henderson. I think Van Dijk, some of those, that's a very big trait with him as well. So, like, without these players on the pitch, the leadership's completely gone. And that's why they're dropping their heads. And they're not... not leadership is when you concede a goal, someone like Henderson, Van Dijk... Yeah, but even with Henderson on... Huh? Even with Henderson on, like, with Leicester, he was on the pitch and you went on to concede three or two more after you considered no I know he was on he's been on the pitch but I'm just saying we're losing an extra leader we've already lost two leading up to these games but an extra leader doesn't help mm. Matt I've got one for you and then I'll ask Harry the same question uh, right you've got a choice you keep Wijnaldum and you're forced to sell Curtis Jones or vice versa you keep Jones and you're forced to sell Wijnaldum what would you do Oh, that yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I I get what you're saying about Wijnaldum, Harry. I think he's a good player. He's, I mean, he is a good player. There's no doubt about that. But he's, the fact that he's he is being, I mean, we've we've seen what he can do for Holland when he plays in that more advanced role. Yeah. Oh, this is like what we were saying yesterday, and that we we like a local we like a local lad in the team. Is he a good local? Sell, sell wine out and keep Jones. Ooh. <sighs> oh, I didn't expect that. Put, put a gun to my head, sell wine out and keep Jones. Ooh. <laughs> Harry, what are you saying? Oh, God. Well, wine out About This is the thing I do not understand as much as any other people. Everyone talks about how good he is for Holland, how many goals he scores. Completely different position. And in the position he's played for Liverpool, he's been immaculate and we've won the Champions League in Premier League. So don't really get that argument per- personally. But oh, Jones is so young, man. Like, Jones could become Wijnaldum or better. And Wijnaldum wants to leave anyway. So we're not even selling him. He's going on a bloody free in the summer. So it's not even our choice. Like, he's just leaving. So I'd say Jones because Wijnaldum's leaving anyway. Yeah, but Jones is 20. And then you look at some of the other youngsters, Saka, Foden, Greenwood. They're doing so much more than him. Different, different players, different situations. Definitely, but with the most... Yeah, yeah, no fact. Because Foden came into the team. Foden came into the team when he was 17. Yeah. Also, like, he's playing in a team that on right now is... Oh, Foden's... He is the best English youngster right now. Saka's close behind, but Foden is. And Saka, yeah, number one, they're wingers anyway. Jones is in the midfield. And Jones is also in the midfield, like we said, with Thiago struggling. It's so imbalanced and we're struggling so much. But I actually think Jones has been one of our best players this season and has actually not talked about enough for how good he's been. So I think he's been under underappreciated by a lot of people, really. But... I don't think he, I mean, he started, he only got into the team this year, whereas Greenwood got into it last year. Saka got into it last year, maybe the year before. Um, Foden got into it a couple of years ago. So he's maybe a couple of years behind, but he's still only 20. Everyone develops at different ages. He's different position. Also, Liverpool had a team where 
you wouldn't put him into the midfield because our midfield was so good. And people always said, oh, but you need that creativity. You've not got that De Bruyne. You've not got that. Well, they never said you've not got that Gundogan, but that's what he is now. But we never needed that last year. And I guess now, and then we got it with Thiago and it's not been as plain sailing, but... Did anyone watch the Villa game? No. <laughs> you saved, you saved not <laughs> well, I, well, I should say 44 if it weren't too bad. I mean, it's that's the wor- one of the worst half of football I've seen us play this season. Uh, did you see the goals by any chance? No. I saw Martinez made a mistake for Harvey Barnes, but yeah. I didn't see any others. I was too no. depressed to watch football at that point. Yeah, no, fair dues. No, uh, the Martinez, I can't, I can't knock him because obviously he's been wicked all season. In fact, signing to the season will be a good debate for, ne- uh, for next mm-hmm. week. Because uh, Hamish threw his name into the hat again. Sorry to bring up my match again, but uh, no, no, we just weren't. We just weren't the best, really. Did you see? If you watched the goals, the closing down for Madison's first goal. I mean, that was shocking. And obviously, we were missing Grealish, which weren't ideal. Did you see what Villa have done actually with the fantasy football? Mate, it's all it's stupid. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. How stupid! Like what? what? Yeah, I lost yeah. points because of him. What Grealish? <laughs> no, I had Benchman. Oh. That was all right. Bad got in my team and he's absolutely bumming everyone, so yeah. I'm happy about that. If who did West Ham play on the weekend? Spurs. Tottenham. Oh, if there's anyone worse than Liverpool right now, it's Tottenham. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, I also quickly want to say before you carry on, actually, yeah, I want to give Everton credit because I'm not sure I did then. Everton deserved the win on the day mm. and they were very good. So... Congrats to them. I take nothing away from Everton or their fans or anything. I just want to say that quickly. Yeah. Matt Waters was so negative about it last week. And do you know what? All, all the other Everton fans were. Because I saw the team... Yeah, no them. wonder why. They hadn't... Yeah. They don't, they don't want to get their hopes up. They know it's not going to happen for another 25 yeah, years. Yeah. Oh, Matt, every time you've said we're going to beat someone, we don't. So, zip it. Yeah, yeah Matt, it's just your kind of prediction. Matt, you keep going. Yeah, yeah, got two right. in the bag. Liverpool will make top four. Liverpool will still win the league. Liverpool will beat United. Liverpool will beat Everton. And then what happens? He's got his own, own predictions. He's got one every week. <laughs> do we, do we see? Do we go through our old recordings and just see Matt's predictions? It's none, none are as bad as him predicting Villa to win the FA Cup. <laughs> well, in my defence, I've turned it to Leicester and I'm still very confident about that one. Be fair... Yeah, and I said Liverpool and we got knocked out the next round. So, so on, on Villa again, we had our sports culture lesson with Ian yesterday. And he says that, well, he seemed adamant that Grealish will move on to a top six team this summer. So, which I think for, from an outsider, it's such an easy thing to say. So, I'll ask you as, as outsiders, assuming that Villa finished like at least 10, do you think Villa will, uh, do you think Grealish will move on? Because it winds me up. I think that unless other than City I can't see why Grealish would want to go anywhere else at the moment in the league because no one's been great like he wouldn't go to Leicester why would he go to Arsenal or Tottenham no chance while Leicester similar like I can't see him going there they've got Madison anyway Liverpool, he doesn't really fit the team that well. I'd love him at Liverpool, but I just don't. I can't see that happening. United are the only one that maybe, but they got Bruno. They've got Van der Beek. 
They don't really need Grealish. If City got him, that's the only place I could see him going, is Man City. Maybe. I don't know. I I agree with you. I I just don't see him leaving this season. Like, maybe next year. But even so, like, why can't... Oh, I don't know. Honestly, I have no clue. Like, last season, fair enough, but not this season. Like, he was on the verge of relegation last season. But now, Villa are looking... Definitely better than Arsenal, probably better than Spurs. And why would I want to say for the legend? There's more, much more appealing than just sitting on the oh. bench with Man City. Well, you, well, I don't think he'd sit on the bench, but right. So if he went last season and you you got relegated, then yeah, he would have definitely left. And I reckon maybe in a couple of years, because he's still very reasonably young. 24. But it is when if Aston Villa stay like this or drop off in the next two seasons, he'll leave. He does need to win trophies and have a good career at some point. It's whether Aston Villa can provide that for him. Three people always use the Steven Gerrard example for staying and stuff like that. The same with Harry Kane. But difference with Gerrard and a lot of these players is Gerrard actually won stuff. Other than the Premier League, he won a lot at Liverpool. He won a lot of trophies. I think nine, maybe more. Like whereas Grealish and well, Kane is the big example. Everyone's saying Kane will stay, and why wouldn't Kane leave? It's like Gerald. He hasn't won anything. So like players like this that are trying to stay loyal, and loyalty is needed in football. So it's good that they want to stay. But like at some point they need to win trophies, and so they can look back on their career and go, "I've won some trophies." Gerald can do that, and he stayed at his boyhood club. Whereas these guys need to think about that. Yeah, but. Like he'd still be loved by Villa fans. It depends what he values. Like if he wants to come into Villa, which he probably does, I then I don't know if he'd become a legend if he leaves. Why? Why wouldn't he be a legend? He's been there seven years. He's been like how long? Twenty fourteen. So he's still been there seven years. He's done a lot for them. He stayed with them while they were in the Championship. Helped them get back up. Cemented their place in the Premier League. Don't see how he couldn't be considered a legend. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll go down as a legend, but obviously yeah. that. Will change depending on how he leaves, which I, I don't think he'll be a one club man. He, he will leave because I don't think we can challenge for the Premier League within the next five years. I just don't see it happening at all. Yeah, but you know what? Even longer, at least five. Uh, I think this season it's good for building hope, setting a foundation. This is where we now like get get the best players, which we brought in a Champions League player in Sanson. So next season. It's where we have to win in the EFL Cup or an FA Cup and even push for Europa League qualification, which I think we'll just fall short of this season. Uh, but no, we need to set our expectations big, really. But if, if realistically, though, if you lose him and you lose Barkley, you could get relegated. Barkley, shit. Do excuse my language, but I really do not like Ross Barkley. No, 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 no. I don't really... I, no, no. I should rephrase that. I don't not really like him. I'm keeping that in. Yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> I just think he's, he's, a, he's a bit of a lazy player. You know, you see John McGinn is proper box-to-box player. Now, I know Barkley's a number 10 and he's supposed to just like roam the attacking third and all, but I do want to see a bit more effort from him. And I think posting through Barkley, it's just... He's just not very good, and I think Villa fans got a bit too gassed. Now, Sony, now. I mean, I don't know what you think of him. You probably don't watch him each week, but no, I don't. Um, I have watched him each week. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> As a Chelsea fan. No, you he, he, right. 
He is shocking. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he is shocking. I, I watched him quite a bit. I mean, but he only ever seen. He does turn up a lot against Liverpool mm. since he left Everton. Like against with for Chelsea last year in the FA Cup against us, he scored an unreal, unreal solo goal, and then his debut for Aston Villa turned into Ronaldinho. So like. Yeah. But then I have seen him a few times after. He does score goals for you. You can't say he doesn't score goals. He has scored a few this season. Some big ones as well. Leicester away, Liverpool at home. Um, Southampton got your winner away. Um, like that's so it. He, he can't say he's not done that, but I don't watch him every week. So I don't, I couldn't really say that he's been brilliant. We need to give him another few months, don't you? But, well, we'll move on from our miserable weekend. And we've done a few lists, haven't we? We've done top 10 dives. Yeah, top 10 dives. So how, how are we going to go about it? Should we just throw a bunch of names? So, yeah, so we, we've all looked at dives. Um, we don't individually have top 10 lists because there's yeah, yeah. actually, surprisingly, not been enough dives somehow. It seems like people are diving every week, but I couldn't yeah. find loads. Awesome. So I think we're going to pick some dives and then we'll put them on. In, all right, we'll say them and, put, and rank them in the top 10. Yeah, Matt, you can throw some forward first if you want. Yeah, mate. Uh, well, all right then. Uh, I want to nominate Callum Wilston against Fulham earlier this year. <laughs> for which I'm trying to think of the Fulham defender's name. Can't remember off the top of my head, but he got a red card. Anderson. Anderson is called. Anderson. Hakeem Anderson. Yeah. Um, received a red card for it. And Wilson miraculously was perfectly fine to pick himself up and score the panel. Uh, um, I can't remember if it was pre-Christmas. I think it was around Christmas time. But honestly, it was just the showed replays. There wasn't even anything. He utterly, utterly fooled the referee, and it it should be ashamed of himself for winning a game in that way. They didn't win it though. They drew. They drew, sorry, but for winning the penalty in that way. Yeah, so I, I agree with that one. What really confused me about that one is they still had VAR after it and they still gave the red and still gave the penalty. And I don't think anybody else watching not, not clear over enough. and over and over again can think that's a penalty. And no way is that a pen. And that's the thing. A lot of these, like, a lot of these dives have led to goals or pens and stuff. So, like, it's... Some of like the referees, well, we can that's a debate for another day. Jesus, that take hours. But like, yeah, I agree with that one. Awful dive. I didn't have that one, but I'll throw <laughs> I'll throw two forward. I, I sort of did. I vague. can't lie. My number one and two were Jack Grealish. That he's done more um, than that, mate. Bloody, he's hell. absolutely done more. Yeah, but I think the two worst ones were Crystal Palace which I'm sure we all have. That was at the back end of last season. After, oh, after I chose just this season. I Which chose it this season? I chose just this season. Oh, I, I did not just turn one. And... That's fair. No, I've got another, well, another greatest dive from this season was the West Ham one. Yeah, what's going on for the challenge on, on Grealish? <laughs> did you see that? Oh, my God. That has to yeah. be number one. That yeah, has yeah. to be number one. It's that, like he was lagging in real life. It was like he pushed him. I'm pretty sure he shoulder barred the West Ham bloke. He showed it here. He sort of put his body in front of four nows, it was. He got bodied. 
and it was like obviously like two seconds later than I think. He looked at him first, he goes like that, and then he yeah. stands still and then he goes and holds his leg. What pees me off about Grealish and Fernandez? I know Salah's bad, like that okay, and Salah. They all dive the Salah's right just way. as bad. No, I'm not saying he's not. Salah's, Salah's the worst at it. Huh? I don't think Salah's, Salah's the worst. Actually. Yeah, very not. Salah's not the worst. No, Salah's not the worst because, right, quickly, he's bad. He's really, really bad. But he rarely ever does it outside of the penalty box. Doesn't make it better, but Bruno Grealish will do it for every foul and roll around. Salah doesn't roll around on the floor. Oh, no. Does it, falls over and gets back up. He barely gets touched for all of his. He does. Though. I think every game it happens. I swear. Whenever I, whenever I watch it in, uh, whenever I watch Liverpool, he does it once a game. I swear. I mean, Fernandez. I'm sorry. Watching Fernandez and Grealish fall over and roll around hurts my eyes a lot more than Salah. Obviously, because I'm a Liverpool fan. But I just think Salah dives. Yeah. He normally dives when he feels contact, but Fernandez and Grealish is another level. I'm sorry, they just are. No, that's what I was going to say. Salah and well, the one against Everton for Salah was shocking. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. When he does go down, there is usually like a tap on the arm, which he obviously uses that as well. He does this. So he gets pulled and then he goes, oh! Yeah, like that. No, no, but there's contact and he doesn't roll around, as you say. So he's not as bad as Bruno. I feel like Bruno dives more than Grealish. Mm. And... The, the thing that racks me off about him is he complains about everything and he's so vocal and verbal. Mate, like, he's like Luis Suarez. Yeah. He's like Luis Suarez. Like, ah, ah, really loud. Like, he's like, calm down, mate. You just thought, mate, he is someone that he's absolutely brilliant footballer, right? I can't fault, like, he's, he's unreal. It's hard to watch because he's playing for Manchester United, but he is brilliant. But, oh, my word, the amount of complaints he has. But then he does what he did against Arsenal. Intentionally rolls his stud down Jacka's Achilles. Um, he's a nasty player. And I just think he's awful. He moans, he whines. OK, that leads me on to one of my nominations. Yeah. Leicester, away. Fernandez falls down. On the floor, rolling around, screaming. And then I think it's Twanzibi passes the ball to him when he's on the floor, gets up, picks it up. Yeah, it was. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Mate, it's awful. Well, that was like the Wilson one when he just got straight back up and down. The thing is, like, it, I don't think it's, like, through, like, it's, their, it's not even their fault. Like, it's just they're playing on the ref stupidity. Like, Salah's art. He is just playing on the ref I'm stupidity. Sorry. It's their fault. I hate this because I, I think, yes, I agree that... But, uh, I agree that it's it's... Diving is now because pet refs don't give stuff if they don't fall over. I understand that, and that's bad. So, yes, they do need to. But you watch rugby, and people are getting punched in the face, elbowed in the face, dumped, and they're not rolling around crying. Like, some of these, you literally flick their ear and they'll fall over. It's getting ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. I'm sorry, they can never have a fight with somebody because, like, well, they obviously aren't like that because they fall over. It's some of the screams as well, screaming out. Like, it, it, it just... Something recently that said if they, they, they've got this belief now that if they cry out, that will attract the referee's attention and that will get them there. What you were saying, though, about yeah. penalties if they fall over. Danny Welbeck, Brighton against Liverpool, he didn't fall over, did he? Oh, no. No. That was given... Oh. I'm not trying to... 
He did me, fall like, over. No, he did. No, that was a dive. No, no, no. He did. He didn't fall over at first. No, definitely were a dive. The, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I'll put the clip up. He didn't fall over at first, and then a couple of seconds later, he did. Ball in behind. Well back, significant. Ball in behind. Well back, significant. Like, I'm not joking. It was like he was fine. I think and maybe it wasn't a dive, but it was definitely a difference in time between him actually getting contact and falling over. I think I'm right on that. Number one, it wasn't a penalty, just saying. But, like, it wasn't. I, I think even the, these days, like, penalties are so easy to get. No. Like, even and the up, it was shocking. I remember that. Like, every game there was a pen. I just... I just like, what are the rules anymore? Like, so, parent. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We could have a whole VAR debate, couldn't we? Yeah, anyway, back to the drawing out, actually. The prop, I think the most recent example I remember of that was I don't suppose you remember the FA Cup match between Arsenal and Newcastle when Smith Rowe got sent off? Yeah. Yeah. The, the commentator said, and you can hear it, I think whoever he tackled just sort of clawed out and bellowed, and the referee got a bit too trigger happy with his red card but uh, I'll throw another one in there did anyone see Bamford's versus Villa earlier in the season yes yeah I saw that yeah where he he's got a history of that yeah where he stepped on Mings yeah I thought it was funny how he did like a bicycle kick in the mm. box and fell back but the, no the worst thing for me was he held his ankle and no that proper one was I can't rank them though because I I just I, I have to say, Grealish against West Ham's number one, I think. Oh, I, I don't know what it was. like two Villa players against Wolves, and they both oh. like simultane, simultaneously dive at Douglas the same time. Louise. It was like a synchronised yeah. Yeah, that was... I think the Olympics, they're all in gold. <laughs> I think, good. So one we haven't mentioned yet, um, and I'll, I got the link, so I'm going to put it on the screen now. Uh, is Fernandez against Crystal Palace? Oh my god! Oh, I've got that. Mate, it's awful. Like it burns my eyes. Like honestly, that's got to be number two. Yeah, that has to be. And then Grealish and the Wolves. Um, yeah, that was pretty bad. I just want to say Nathan Teller. This was pretty bad at the weekend. He kind of kicked his leg at someone, and also after what happened, he just gone back. <laughs> Well, while we're on the topic of Man United, yeah, Louis Van Gaal. <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. Oh yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Um, I think that's got to be top. What else have I seen? I've, there's been loads of bad ones. Well, I also when the last two years and looked at a few. I mean, Mane is a bad culprit. He was on those, you know, those videos, those comps. He appeared on that a lot. He wins penalties as well, quite a few. Uh, I think another one was, uh, man, that you two, Harry and Matt, will know well. Do you remember when Ryan Barbell uh, took the mick out of the heptathlon? <laughs> yeah, Alan Neon. On the round, fake fight. That's a very good one. That is, all right. If, oh, yeah. if we're doing previous seasons, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that was funny. <laughs> Like, okay, I, maybe this isn't a top 10 ranking. We're just discussing how bad diving is. But, like, honestly, like, it is got to the stage now where even I, the other day, when against Everton, when Salah and Mane were diving every five minutes, it was actually starting to annoy me because it was like, 
get up. They only ever do it when they know the ball's getting away from them, which is what it's just like. Just stay on your feet. You're not going to win anything from that. It's just really frustrating. Salah's against Everton was really bad. Mane did one against Everton, and it's just sign of desperation. Yeah. And I hate it. I really hate it. It, it, it like surely they like, that they've got into your head. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Salah was through on goal when it was with Pickford, <laughs> so anything could happen. He was like, right, but like the problem is he Salah feels the little tap on his shoulder. No, but I think his touch was bad and it was getting away from him. Pickford would have got there anyway. But he do, he doesn't wait for them to yank it because I reckon if he waits, they would actually pull him back properly. Yeah. But he doesn't. It's the first sign they get he gets touched. And the problem with Salah is he dives down. He throws his arms up. Some of them are so bad at acting. like It is painful. I don't know how these referees buy it because they like throw their arms in the air. Or they're rolling on their ankles, flipping all over the place. I think I only got really annoyed about all this. I was always annoyed about diving. But since I've started watching rugby more and more and the Six Nations has come on, and you see some of the hits they get, the punches, like the elbow a couple of years ago in the World Cup, the Frenchman against Wainwright from Wales. And they're just like, doesn't matter to them. And it's like, I just wish in football this was similar. Also, because the authority. Uh, yeah. Like- but also the respect of the referees, like how yeah. if somebody's exactly. getting sent off, they just you can hear the referee talk for stars, but they're explaining it all when the player just goes, yeah, and just walks off. Not the, none of this. They're so swearing. They're so swearing in rugby. Like they just respect one another. When it's a football, it's just mental. It's, it like, is, it's getting it's out. Of, football's getting out of control because even now when we've got VAR, the players are moaning. Like, like as in like before... When something happens, the players are going, handball, screaming in the referee's face. It's like, wait a minute, I'm listening. Like, <laughs> chill out, boys. And I'm not, I'm saying referees have been really poor this season, but they don't get the respect of the players on the pitch at all. And they don't try and earn it. They don't stamp their authority on Have you seen, have you seen like there's a referee charity, charity that want to give refs a guard of honour whenever they step on the pitch? Okay, no. Wow. no just, they don't do that. No. I just think the game of football needs to be looked at like in that respect, the, the respect on the pitch. Like, I get frustration because well, that's how we all feel. But sometimes like, people like Bruno screaming in your face, like moaning about every little decision. Like it's just getting too much. It's just annoying because they're not if they're good at their jobs, people respect them more, but they're not yeah. the uh, refs. Well, I'll look for that championship ref the other day where he sort of squared up to the guy. And League says, one. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the man in charge here. And do you know what? A lot of players sort of backed him. I, I remember Grealish came out. And a said, lot of did. Uh, even the guy that, that. Even yeah. the guy that, um, Judge from Ipswich, even the he, mm. he was like, he doesn't deserve anything. Like, yeah. He shouldn't have squared up to him, but. Because in the end, I think he should have stood his ground and see what you see with Judge to him. Because. He actually kind of went in to judge. But I, I like the concept because it does show I, I'm not having any beep, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not having any of this. Like, I just just play the game. If people just played the game, like, it's just be so much easier. Like, we, we can talk about this another day, but the microphones on the referees, we could hear everything they're saying, like rugby. Yeah, but life would be so much easier and football would be 
to be fair, in football, it would just be bleeping every 10 seconds. So. Yeah, but that's what maybe with the mics on the refs, players would stop. Refs just start sending people off for them. Like, if it gets so bad, say, if, I'm picking on Bruno again, but I'm using an example. Say if Bruno does it three or four times, causing him an effing joke. Like, if they do that in rugby, they get sent off half the time. So, I mean, if he did it in football, they should get, like, a warning. And then if they do it again, just send them off. Like, it's just like, and then that would stamp it out the game. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. It's a throwback to the Italian ref. Uh, is it Galina? Do you remember the bald fella? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just a sign of the times. Yeah. It's of the times because that wouldn't, that, it wouldn't be sniffed that back then. But obviously, everything's so PG now. It's like, oh, sorry for the swear words. And, you know, it's football. So, we sort of move on with it. Well, it's 12 now. So, I think we'll, we'll spend like the last 15 minutes talking about our top five Prem seasons. I think that's a good way to sort of leave it off. I've made a list again. Uh, Matt, you can, you can take the floor with this one if you want. Do you want to start with like number five if you ranked him? I lost you for a minute there. Oh, no? Yeah, do, do you want to go ahead with your list? Top five seasons? Yeah, so, um, straight, straight in. Well, I start number one with 11, 11 12. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that one. Yeah. That's got to be the one. 1920. Yeah, they did, didn't they? What, in 11-12? Bolton? Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah, they did, they did. I don't know why I didn't. I thought they were 12-13 for some reason. That was just my head. 1920. Second. Uh, for obvious reasons. No, no. Even though I'm as a Liverpool fan, it's just not good. Not as neutral. Not as neutral. Not as neutral. We're talking as neutral because I loved it, but as a fan, it was a bit What's the criteria here? What, 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 we, what we actually discussing? Competitive. Loads happen. Like, there's so many memories. From 11-12 was one of the best times of all time. Huh? I, I think global pandemic. <laughs> we, all, we, were six, we were six points away, though. I mean, I don't know. I just think, I know it's a global pandemic. It's interesting. But like, I don't know. I can't, I can't say that's... Nah, at the end of the day, it's your opinion and not where you got memories from. I mean, that was True, the yeah. first season I actually went to a Premier League game. I'd never been to a Premier League game. And I went to three last season. Brighton, Watford and Liverpool at Villa Park. So that was a, that was a good season for me. Unlucky. I mean, one that gave me like heart attack. I thought we were going down, obviously, but... No, it was a good one. For you, it was better. All right. Well, tell you what, then. I might just swap out one of my ones. I was going to say, tell you what, number three, then, 13, 14. Yeah, I've got that one. Yeah, that's in my... Oh, yeah, 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 that one, yeah. Yeah. Title race, and yeah. Um, But then, all right, on that that one, I'll I'll go for 2007-2008, which is the first time I went to see a Premier League game, which, Nathan, you'll be pleased to know involved Bolton. (laughs) Yeah, 2007, 2008, when Chelsea won it. No, lost it by two points or something, wasn't it? I think I had that one as well. United won it against. Well, if we're all going off our first. Yeah, United won it. I'm not putting mine in. My first Premier League game was in 2006. Jeez, I'm old. No, I'm not really, but like. I. But I'll I'll do my list. I don't know when my first Premier League game was. Sheffield United 2, Bolton 2. A decent. Decent introduction to Premier League football, too, well. Um, 
I think um what's his what's his name? That guy that used to play for Liverpool, that really aggressive bloke. Uh do you where he scored for Bolton? Oh. Oh who? Oh Jesus. Um El El Hadjid. That how you say it, yeah. I swear, I swear he's playing for Bolton. I think he was playing. Yeah. I think they were too old. Mate, he's a horrible man. Yeah. Go on, what's yours, Harry? Go on, Harry, yeah. Number one, 2011-12, I think. I, I'm i not putting it... Oh, no, I'm not putting it number one. But 92-93 has got to be in the top five. Just because it was the first one? I put that one just because it was, it was the first one. Yeah. It was quite dramatic. With the Sheffield Wednesday United game, the famous Ferguson jumping up and Brian Kidd jumping to his knees on the pitch. Yes, it was the first season as well. But it wasn't like it was a pretty close title race in the end. So I'd actually say 19. Norwich finished third, didn't they? Huh? Norwich like finished third, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they might have finished. Oh, yeah. Something like that. I don't actually know. But I remember that is memorable to me. So I'm going to say 1993 is fifth for me. Uh, second, ooh, that's a tough one, you know. I think this. Um, I don't, I would talk about putting the Invincibles in there, but again, it's similar to Liverpool, as in they ran away with it, and it was actually quite comfortable in the end. Uh, um, this is tough. This is actually really tough. Uh, Nathan, do you want to shout out yours actually? Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan can shout out his. Oh, yeah. So I had the Aguero season, uh, the slip season, um, the one where Man U won, the first one, and then I had Leicester as well. Just because, you know, that was the most shocking win ever. Harry, Matt, you didn't say Leicester, did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Of course that's got to be in there. That was my second one, which I completely forgot was the season. Villa went down with 17 points. I'll be honest, I don't remember anything from that season. So oh, I'm putting it second. The 07 or 08 one was when Derby got the lowest points as well. Yeah. They yeah. got like 11 or something. Oh, yeah. 11, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sugar. Oh, mate, I can't believe I forgot that Robbie Savage going down is always good. When did, when did Lescott tweet a picture of his car? Mate, after the 6 0 Liverpool loss. It was against it was after 6 0 against Liverpool, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. Oh, I, I know mine actually that none of you would have got. I remember it now. 1997 to 98, Arsenal were 13 points down. Uh, I remember that one. I remember reading about that one. About, well, what about 96 then? They won it. What about 95, 96 then? You'll never win anything with kids and then. They overhauled. I, I, he's got to go to Middlesbrough and get something, and I would love it if we beat them. Love it. <sighs> was that 95, 96? That was 95, 96, because it was, um, I think it was about October 95, or September 95, yeah. when Alan, Alan Hansen said, you'll never win anything with kids, and Man United went on to win it. Mate. That is awful, isn't it? Uh, I'll throw it. Oh, go on. Uh, so I'll do my ranking now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So I'm going to go So top 11, 12, second, 15, 16, third, 97, 98, because Arsenal doing that, that's just unbelievable. Um, fourth, uh, 13, 14. 
Have I said that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, and fifth, um, 95 96. Because they were Newcastle had 12 points clear, I'm pretty sure. And United came back and won it. It's mm. very rare that that happens. Well, actually, no. I take that back. 18 19. 97 points Liverpool, 98 points Manchester City. That's unreal, that. Like, two teams slogging it out, beating everyone. You don't know who's going to win the league. And it was all on an 11-metre difference because Stones cleared it off. 11 metres? What, 11 metres? 11 millimetres. 11 centimetres. 11 millimetres. But I think if a league's that close and there were that many points and they both were beating everybody and they were so competitive, they were giants. I think that has to be the top five. So I'm going to put them fifth, that fifth. That season. Yeah. Well, I had 11 12, number one, 15 16, number two, uh, 13 14, third. And then Nathan, I can't remember if you said 16 17 when Chelsea won the league. Did you? I didn't. No. What? No, I didn't say that one, no. But. No. Nah. No, whenever Chelsea win it, they are very good, to be fair. They just dominate. Normally. I thought Conte was a bit of a joy to watch. I loved the whole like three at the back and David Luiz was on bits. And, yeah, like, that's, that's true, yeah. About, the way I went about it, I felt weird putting anything like before I was born in 2002 and then to be honest... Oh, 2002! Like, <laughs> or like even like in 2006 when I was four years old So and I, and I don't remember much football before 2010. So when I went to my first game, you were four? Yeah! I was thinking <laughs> that when you said it now. be mad. Uh, so obviously a lot of mine are quite recent and then I went 18-19 as number 5 because as you said 98 points 97 that's mental that's, so that is mental art. wait yeah. Harry how old were you in 2006 oh, I was only 6 I was only 2 years older than him oh okay nah, right. like um, no so yeah where do you think this one's going to rank then this season top 5 top 10 I actually think quite low Manchester yeah. City are going to breathe it aren't they um, Relegation's been decided. No, it's not. Yeah. Fulham, I, I'm back in Actually. Fulham. They look great. Actually. I'm sorry. Uh, don't, look good. don't rule out West Brom. No, they're dead and buried. I want to voice a public <laughs> apology to Harry because I thought there'd be no chance, but I tell you. Fulham, I told you. Fulham. Right? Yeah. I still don't. I'm, Matt, I'm sorry. How Have you watched Fulham these last two wins they've got? Yeah, I watched them against Everton, yeah. They were brilliant. Yeah, but what's your point? They're not. They're not going to overhaul it. Do you, Matt? Really- Matt, this is a prediction. Matt, your prediction is they're not going to get stay up, so they are going to stay up. Yeah. Formally, yeah. Formally, yeah. formally yeah. going down. Do you want, want to bet some? Do we? Should we do a wager? Take it, Matt. Should we do a wager? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Twenty quid. Fifty. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't have that much money. Oh, okay. The we gonna we're living together next year, Matt. Mm-hmm. First time we go to the pub, all of the rounds between me and you. <laughs> between you, yeah. If Fulham go down, you have to pay for it, yeah. Yeah. Deal. Shaken. 
No fingers crossed, my side. Come on, Fulham, you can do it. <laughs> I'm glad that was. I think that's a good way to sort of uh, leave it off. That was a good hour and a bit, weren't it? So. Well, we actually wait quickly, Lewis. We have yeah. never overall. We haven't ranked the five together. Oh, of course, yeah. Do you, do you want to do that then? Come on, quickly, yeah. Aguero's top. 11, 12. Without my doubt. Me and, ha- me and Harry both said Leicester number two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I forgot. I completely forgot that one. That's definitely got to be in there. Uh, the three horse race, 2013-14, number three. Was it a three horse race? Yeah. That, that's what I was involved. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Unless you want to throw any others in there. Because obviously I didn't get... I still think that you've got to have a 90s one in there. It's not like it didn't exist. Yeah, go on then. You throw one of them in at number three. Which one? I'm going to say 97, 98. Grand. We'll go with that. Number four? I want to nominate 95, 96 just for the... You'll never win anything with kids and... Go on then. And then number five. Me and Harry both said 18, 19. Yeah. Does anyone beg to differ? Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm up yeah. to that for the. All right, so if we sort of on the screen now. Yeah. Fifth, 18, 19. Fourth, 94. And 95, 96. Uh, third, 97, 98. Second, 15, 16. And first, 11, 12. 11, 12. The best Premier League season of all time. Yeah, that, that I don't think that'll ever, ever be topped. It was honestly. It can't be, can it? How can I don't understand how that could be. Next season. It couldn't be. Erling Haaland scores for Chelsea last minute. <laughs> and you, didn't you say you wanted to be a commentator, Nathan? That was very inspiring. <laughs> oh, no. Right, no, good stuff. We'll probably put a <laughs> graphic up and ask, like, see if you obviously agree with us. But, uh, well, cheers, lads. And obviously, cheers for watching. Add, like, graphics and socials all around the screen. So follow them if you uh, follow them if you want to. And obviously, if there's any suggestions for what you want us to what you wanted to see us speak about next week do drop them in uh, in the comments these top 10 lists are quite good to be fair I feel like they uh, bring in a bit of our opinion so keep them up but no nice one thanks for watching <laughs>